Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. This is the Juice on the Cues podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Hello, Syracuse. Welcome back to the Juice on the Cues podcast. Thanks for starting your week with us on this January 23rd, 2023. I'm your host, Wes Chang. And I want to start today's show by awarding my 2023 Josh Pace Award. If you remember the 2003 National Championship team, Josh Pace was the glue guy on that squad. If you need a rebound, a steal, a bucket inside, he was your guy. And other winners of this prestigious award include C.J. Fair, Marek Dolezal, and Christoph Anjanat. And this year's winner is Malik Brown. And if you're not on the Malik Brown bandwagon, you better get on because it's getting full. In a 80-63 win over Georgia Tech on Saturday, he scored 18 points, grabbed four rebounds, added four steals in 32 minutes, and he did all of that without getting a single play call for him. Our Matt D'Agostino was covering the game on Saturday. He chatted with Joe Girard afterward, and this is what Girard had to say about Brown. Talking about Malik and his game, yeah. coach said you, you and Judah were, were looking for him, uh, and you know he found a way to get both yeah. inside. No, Malik does a great job. I think the best part about him is he does all the little things, um, and then it, it, that's how he scores. So you don't necessarily need to run a play for him for him to score. He's going to go off, get an offensive rebound. He's going to find the right hole while you're driving, and you know just got to drop it off. And he has some of the best receiving, you know, catching hands that I've ever seen. So you know you kind of sell out. It's a lot like Jesse. Um, you know, you throw the ball anywhere near the rim, they're going to go catch it. So yes, huge props to Brown, who's growing into a big fan favorite, and deservedly so, and we'll get to the rest of the Georgia Tech win later in the podcast. I also wanted to talk about Syracuse football. Yes, it's the offseason, but we know there's no such thing, especially when it comes to recruiting. The dead period ended on January 12th, and the contact window is still open until January 28th. The Syracuse coaching staff, which has undergone a lot of change in the offseason, and we'll get to that later, has fanned out across the country and has handed out more than 20 offers in the last week. Of course, Syracuse has been in its traditional recruiting ground in the Northeast, but wide receivers coach Mike Johnson was out in California last week. He offered several high major recruits. One of them was 2025 athlete Hayden Lowe from Westlake Village in Los Angeles, and we're really happy to welcome him on the program. Hayden, thanks so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm good, and you? Appreciate you having me on this podcast. Yeah, Hayden, doing well. We'll get you started on this one. You picked up an offer from Syracuse last week from Syracuse assistant coach Mike Johnson. How did it feel to get that offer, and what did you think of meeting Coach Johnson? Uh, well, Syracuse has always been on one of my bucket lists because my mom loves that school. It has a great academic properties to it that I can utilize and something that will be good for my future. And I'm really blessed and honored to call that one of my offers. 
lot of love Mike Johnson. He's a great guy. You're a Los Angeles native, but do you plan on visiting Central New York later this year? Oh, yeah. Uh, summer is where I plan on taking all my unofficial visits in uh, springtime. Hayden, you got no shortage of offers aside from Syracuse, Texas, Arizona State, Washington, Pitt, Michigan, Arizona. Do you have any favorites so far? Uh, my favorites, uh, no favorites right now. I'm just keeping my options open, and yeah. Hayden, you play defensive line, linebacker, wide receiver, tight end for Oaks Christian. What are you primarily being recruited as, and what do you like most about that position? Uh, defensive end guy. It's my uh, main position. I like that the most. I like speed to power. I'm always physical, and I love chasing down the quarterback. Love getting sacks, but strip sacks are better in my preference. And I also love going all over the field. Just gives me something to do also. Cause I, don't, I, I hate, I hate like, uh, when uh, I'm on defense and I have to get off the field and watch offense. Love to be a part of it. What's the number one thing you're looking for in a college right now? Finding good fix for academics is number one on my list for college, uh, for, on my radar for college. Then, acad- then uh, sports comes second. Do you have anything else that's going to factor into your college decision? Uh, I like the environment and, you know, business opportunities, a lifestyle, a good living situation. And uh, I, like the, I would like to like the coaching staff and everything else all kind of plays the tie. Also, uh, if my parents could fly out there too, that would be great. So that's a great segue into my next question. Is location a key factor for you in picking a college? Uh, no, not really. But my dad, you know, he's an elderly and I, it's kind of hard for him to travel sometimes, so it would be better a decision for uh, my dad so he could travel and come watch me play. But he also likes to sit home and watch the TV, so I guess that's cool too. And Hayden, we'll get you out of here on this one. Tell us about the guy you are away from the football field. Uh, type of guy I am, funny, I love food, love to cook, also uh, love to garden. That's one of my dad's hobbies. It's like a great bonding moment on uh, between us. Love cars, hanging out with friends. And I also love making people better. Hayden, thanks so much for coming on the program. Again, 2024 defensive end Hayden Lowe. Hayden, we appreciate your time. Good luck with your recruitment and your junior year. We'll catch up with you soon. Thank you for the opportunity. We're really blessed. Hayden Lowe, boys and girls. Hayden is definitely going to be one of the most coveted prospects in his class. He's only a sophomore. He's already fielding offers from the Pac-12, Big Ten, and ACC. In three games with Oak Christian this season, he had three sacks, Seven hurries to go with 16 tackles, so he's definitely going to have his pick of colleges when he's ready. But more than that, he just seems like a really likable guy. Certainly wish him all the best and hope that Syracuse stays involved in his recruitment. We'll take a quick break. I'll be joined by the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief Brad Bierman after to talk about Syracuse's win over Georgia Tech. I'm Wes Chang. This is the Juice on the Q's podcast. Here's the my bookie read. Are you the type of fan that knows college basketball so well that you could choose any game and call it? Well, mybookie.ag is the place for you because they let you turn all of your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. If you're tired of watching the games from the couch with nothing to gain, mybookie.ag wants to get your mind off everything and get you back in the game. If you join right now, mybookie will match your deposit all the way up to $1,000. And side note, Syracuse was giving two and a half points against Georgia Tech on Saturday, so kudos to you if you bet big on that game. Just enter promo code THEJUICEONLINE to activate your $1,000 offer. Again, that's one word, THEJUICEONLINE. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. 
So let's pick up where we left off at the beginning of the show, talking about Syracuse's win over Georgia Tech. We bring on the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief and my very good friend, Brad Bierman, to break down the win. Brad, how are you today? I am doing well, Wes. Thank you. So, Brad, Syracuse picked up a win on Saturday, defeating Georgia Tech 80-63. to The Orange fell behind 2010 early on. It was all orange there as they improved to 13-7 and on the season. Brad, what were your takeaways from the game? Well, number one, I thought it was real interesting to hear the turnout of the Syracuse fans on the road. What a great sign. Syracuse fans are just fantastic traveling to ACC road games. And it's certainly great to get a win on the road in the ACC with half the games played away from the Dome. And Syracuse had a great second-half performance to pull away from the victory. I'll tell you this, Wes. If Joe Girard does not make first-team All-ACC, there has to be an investigation. He's getting better as the season progresses and certainly arguably had his best game of the season with a 28-point performance in beating Georgia Tech, just three shy of his career-high 31 against Richmond earlier in the season back in Brooklyn. And what's interesting is you can really see how the rotation is shaking out. Now, Jim Beheim's always known for playing roughly eight players per game. Ten players played against Georgia Tech. Eight of those ten got double-figure minutes. And as I wrote about after uh, in the post-game Instant Juice article, it's just been wildly inconsistent how Jim Beheim has uh, suited up players to play the most time at the wing forward spot. And in the case of the game against Georgia Tech, it was Kadir Copeland who hadn't played in the last couple of games, getting a season-high 17 minutes. Not big statistical numbers, but he certainly adds a spark when he's in there on the court. And great inside play. Jesse Edwards continues to to play nearly double-double level, can be a little bit more aggressive, I think, as the season progresses. Malik Brown had his best game of a Syracuse career with a a career-high 18 points, and he's just been really a contributor underneath as Syracuse scored a lot of points, 44 in the paint, beating Georgia Tech. Judah Mintz continues to be hot and cold. He had a great second half, some great assists on key baskets to keep Georgia Tech at bay. And overall, just a fantastic team win heading back home to face North Carolina in the Dome next week. So, Brad, let's continue that discussion. What are you looking for in Syracuse's matchup with North Carolina? Number one is continued improvement from this team. I I think you can see the progress the team has made. We've talked all year on the podcast about where Syracuse would be after 10 games, Now here at the 20-game mark, just surpassing that. And then at the 31-game mark, as the regular season comes to an end. So number one is continued improvement and some fluid play by everyone that gets in the game. I mean, it was right back into the doghouse for uh, Benny Williams in the Georgia Tech game, playing just eight minutes, pulled by Jim Boeheim early in each half. Chris Bell struggled offensively. Those two players combined for just three points. You certainly need production out of your starting five. Malik Brown has stepped in as the top reserve and picked up the slack for both Bell and Williams. I've been kind of disappointed with Samir Torrance's play to be consistent uh, during the season. And you really need that consistency. You really need the eight or nine players contributing. And I'd like to see that against North Carolina. Now the Tar Heels are a team that Syracuse historically has had problems with in the uh, ACC going back to the first season 2013-14 SU is just 3 and 11 
Two of those wins did come in the Dome, one in the ACC tournament. And a favorite stat of mine, Wes, that I've talked about uh, in past seasons is Syracuse has never won at the Smith Center. So let's see if Jesse Edwards can contain Armando Baycott down low. Let's see the uh, battle between Tar Heel guards Davis and Love against Gerard and Mintz. And let's see if Syracuse can get, as you said, a quadrant two and possibly a quadrant one win and keep the momentum rolling as the season progresses. Brad, we're running out of show. Your closing thoughts. Well, Wes, another week and another loss of a Syracuse assistant football coach. Boy, it's tough. There's nothing worse for a team to not have continuity when it comes to a coaching staff. And this is just the reality of the Syracuse program, where it stands in the thick of the national landscape in in the ACC. It's going to be viewed as, you know, maybe a combination of a stepping stone program for assistant coaches. And certainly in the large fraternity of college football coaches, coaches build relationships over the years at prior jobs, at summer camps, at events. So when coaches move around as frequently as they are now in this era of both the transfer portal for the players and seemingly a transfer portal, if you will, for assistant coaches, there's going to be change. But when you lose five assistant coaches in the offseason, that's really tough. That's tough on developing players, tough on that continuity, and, and tough on the teaching aspect uh, to bring a team together. Uh, but it's the reality of the Syracuse program. So let's see what happens is Dino Babers and company still have to fill out up to three positions on the staff heading into spring ball in March. Brad, I'm going to close the show with another recruiting note. Neil Adler from Fanside wrote over the weekend that Syracuse booster Adam Waitsman will host 2024 guards Boogie Flan and Elijah Moore at the North Carolina game on Tuesday. This is a new era in recruiting with name, image, and likeness, and Waitsman has offered both prospects major NIL deals, according to the report. Syracuse is likely to end the 2023 cycle without a commitment, but if they're able to get commitments from Flan, who's a five-star, and Moore, who's a four-star, Wow, that would certainly change the perception that Syracuse is no longer a destination school. This is definitely a situation worth keeping an eye on as the 2024 cycle gets in full swing. That's it for us. I want to thank my guest today, 2025 defensive lineman Hayden Lowe, the Juice Online editor-in-chief Brad Bierman, and our sponsor, MyBookie.ag. And this is Wes Chang reminding you that my car has tinted windows, but don't judge me. It's just from dirt. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast, and we'll see you next time. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.